my dear listeners, and welcome to Counter Melody. It is I, your host, Daniel Gundlach. And as always, I'm committed to bringing you the voices of beloved singers, often focusing on unexpected facets of their artistry. You will also be hearing less celebrated but equally treasurable artists who deserve our attention and respect. I'm honored to have you join me on this ongoing mutual journey of discovery. And now, without any further ado, let's get down to today's business. Great singers and great singing. Hi, everyone. I've got a very special episode for you today. Queer women of color sing the blues, as well as a century's worth of other music. First up is Ma Rainey, who these days has been experiencing a resurgence of interest, thanks in great part to the film version of August Wilson's play Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, starring Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman that was released last December. Though the play does not concern itself with Ma Rainey's bisexuality, in her case, this is something that she actually sang about in some of her songs, most explicitly and prominently the Prove It On Me Blues, a recording from 1928 of which we are about to hear. When I last night had a big fight, everything seemed to go around. I looked up to my surprise, the gal I with was gone. As she went, I don't know. I mean to follow everywhere she goes. Oh, said I took it. I didn't know where she took it. I want the whole world to know. This day I do it. Ain't nobody caught me. You got to prove it on me. When I was last night with a crowd of my friends, there must have been women. Cause I don't like no men It's true I wear a color And a tie Make the wind blow All the while Cause the fair I do it Ain't nobody caught me They sure got to prove it on me Say I do it Ain't nobody caught me Sure got to prove it on me Coming out last night I am absolutely fascinated by the free expression of sexuality exhibited by singers such as Ma Rainey. 
There was another kind of lesbian blues singer as well, a kind that was much less, if you will, bulldike and much more discreet and refined. Of course, refined is a relative term when one's speaking about the blues. I recently listened to an absolutely fascinating three-part podcast on the African-American entrepreneur Harry Pace, who founded Black Swan Records, which was the first record company run by and exclusively promoting African-American artists. The first pop singer that he signed to the label back in 1921 was none other than Ethel Waters, who already was an enormous star and who would go on to even bigger and better things. Like many of the other bisexual artists featured on today's episode, Ethel Waters, though she was married three times in her life, also carried on long-standing relationships with women. The most important of these was with the dancer Ethel Williams, with whom she appeared on stage as the two Ethels. In spite of this, they went to great lengths to hide their relationship and their sexuality. At the beginning of her career, Ethel Waters was known as Sweet Mama Stringbean because she was so slender. In the late teens, she moved to New York from Baltimore, where she became a fixture on the Harlem music scene. Therefore, when Pace signed her to Black Swan Records, she was probably the most famous African-American star at the time. This is the first record that Ethel Waters cut for Black Swan Records. It's called Oh Daddy. But like a flower, I am fading away. The doctor calls to see me most every day. But he don't do me no good. Why? Because I'm longing for you. And if you care for me, The next singer we're going to hear is one who falls more in the bulldike category. That's Lucille Bogan, who also recorded under the name Bessie Jackson. Her records are so explicit that even now the CD reissues of them bear parental advisories. This one is by far my favorite of the ones that I've heard. It's called Groceries on the Shelf, or Piggly Wiggly. This recording's from 1933. You'll see that Piggly Wiggly is 
is a neat little euphemism for mm, a whorehouse or perhaps a part of the anatomy. It's probably the only thing about the song that's ambiguous. My name is Piggly Wiggly And I swear you can help yourself My name is Piggly Wiggly And I swear you can help yourself Another one of the very first African-American singers to make blues records was Lucille Hegeman, who even preceded Ethel Waters. As with many of the women that we're going to hear today, her career thrived for a while, and then the blues in which she and these other women also excelled became considered passé, and she found herself out of a job out of a recording contract, and out of a career. Luckily, in the very early 60s, she and a number of other singers were coerced out of retirement by Folkways Records to revisit some of their blues repertoire. And that's exactly what we're about to hear. This is Lucille Hegeman in the year 1961, singing the explicitly lesbian song, Has Anybody Seen My Corrine? Has anybody seen my Corrine Oh, she's a dream Just like a vampire She set my heart on fire I regret the day The day that she was born Since my loving call Gone. 
tell my Corina to hurry back to me. My gal, what a way last night. I did my best to treat her right. For no reason I could see. I was wild about my gal, thought she was wild about me. If anybody sees my Corrine, no matter where Corrina may be, tell my Corrina to hurry home to me. To me, tell my Corrina to hurry home to me. Next up is Ada Beatrice Queen Victoria Louise Virginia Smith, known by that name to absolutely nobody, but known to a huge number of famous and intimate friends simply as Bricktop. She was a dancer, a sometime jazz singer, and a self-described saloon keeper. She ran the legendary nightclub Chez Bricktop in Paris, as well as clubs in both Rome and Mexico City. She befriended and helped in the careers of everyone from Duke Ellington to Josephine Baker to Maya Angelou. Everyone came in contact with her. Sadly, she left no commercial recordings, but by a lucky set of circumstances, she appeared on Italian television in 1970, singing that classic W.C. Handy song, St. Louis Blues, which actually was the very first blues number to become an enormous hit. And not only that, but I believe it occupies the position of the most recorded and covered song in the history of the recording industry. Anyway, here is Bricktop appearing, as I said, on Italian television with, unfortunately, a pianist who was not known to me, but who is right there with her. It's worth looking up the video of this. She swings her marabou around and addresses the all-white, young Italian television audience with what I can only describe as insouciant disdain. She's fascinating. Here's Bricktop. Now I hate to see that evening sun go down. Hates to see that evening sun go down. Cause a man I love is gone and left this town. And if I'm feeling tomorrow, just like I feel today, hope I don't, I got a hangover. Feeling tomorrow, like I feel today. I'm packing my suitcase. Teeth are pearls. My hair is clear, and my teeth are pearls. 
that among Britpop's many famous intimate friends was Cole Porter? Well, he was. In fact, he wrote the song Miss Otis Regrets for her. As I say, we don't have a recording of her doing it, but again, by lucky happenstance, we have a recording of yet another queer blue singer of color doing that song. I have featured Alberta Hunter a couple times on the podcast already. Though she appears to have been pretty much exclusively lesbian, that's never revealed in her choice of song material, nor was she in any way out about her private life. She is one of those singers who had an active career as a blues singer in late 20s Harlem and then rather fell out of favor. Fortunately, she traveled to London where she appeared in the stage production of Showboat there opposite Paul Robeson. While she was there, she made a series of recordings with Jack Jackson and his orchestra. One of those songs was Miss Otis Regrets. I find it a little strange how they turn this song almost into slapstick comedy. I mean, it is humor, but of the blackest variety. Anyway, here's Albert Hunter in a 1934 recording made in London of Miss Otis Regrets, with the band leader Jack Jackson offering the spoken interjections. Hello, hello, yes? Yes, this is the maid speaking. Well, what do you want? I'm calling to say that uh, Miss Otis Regrets, she's unable to lunch today. Mr. Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. She is sorry to be delayed, but last evening down in Lover's Lane she strayed. Mister, Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. Uh, three more pennies, please. Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. I'll call you back.
Are you there? Yes. Carry on. When she woke up and found that her dream of love was gone. Mister, she ran to the man who had led her so far astray. And from under her velvet gown, she drew a gun and shot her lover down. Mister, Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. Well, this sounds awfully serious. I don't know what to say about it. Well, you better carry on. When the mob came and got her and dragged her from the jail, Mister, they strung her upon the old willow across the way. And the moment before she died, she lifted up her lovely hair and cried, Mister, Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. I get the regrets. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. That was not at all a typical recording from Alberta Hunter. She was much more of a blues maven. She was particularly famous for penning the blues number Downhearted Blues, which is structurally unusual for a blues in that it includes a verse. Though this song wasn't as ubiquitous as, say, the St. Louis Blues, it was still very, very popular among many singers of the day. Alberta Hunter abandoned her career to care for an ailing mother, but eventually she was coerced out of retirement as well to participate in that 1961 Folkways recording. Unlike the other artists who are heard in that series, she went on to a huge career resurgence in the late 70s through to her death in 1984. But here, from that 1961 session, in which she tentatively re-emerged into her singing career, here's her version of her own song, Downhearted Blues. Gee, but it's hard to love someone when that someone don't love you. I'm so disgusted, heartbroken too. I've got the downhearted blues. Once I was crazy about a man He mistreated me all the time The next man I get, he's got the promise to Be mine, all mine Lord, he mistreated me And he drove me from his door to reap just what you sow. Got the world in a jug and the stopper. 
And if you want me, pretty papa, you've got to come under my command. Earlier, we were listening to Ethel Waters, and I commented that later in her career she went on to bigger and better things. Certainly one appearance that she made, which sent her into the stratosphere, was in Irving Berlin's 1934 review as Thousands Cheer. Irving Berlin wrote the song Suppertime expressly for Ethel Waters. As she moved out of her string bean phase and more into her mammy phase, and even beyond then into her Billy Graham crusade Christianity phase, this was a song that accompanied her throughout her life and over the course of of that entire journey. In 1969, she appeared on an episode of The Hollywood Palace. She's introduced by Diana Ross. When Irving Berlin wrote the score to the Broadway show, As Thousands Cheer, he composed one song, especially for Ethel Waters. It's the story of a woman who just received word that a husband has been lynched by a frenzied mob. Here now, accompanied by Reginald Bean, is Miss Waters performing the unforgettable Supper Time. Supper Time I must set the table cause it's Supper Time Somehow I ain't able cause that Man of mine ain't coming home no more. Supper time, kids will soon be yelling for their supper time. How I keep from telling them that man of mine ain't coming home no more. How'll I keep explaining when they ask me where he's gone? How'll I keep from crying when I bring this supper on? How can I remind them to pray at their humble
another blues singer who made some very explicitly sexual recordings in the 1920s, was Victoria Spivey. She again went into a career hiatus to re-emerge briefly in the early 60s on that same series of recordings for Folkways. I am so pleased by the interest being shown by contemporary audiences to the careers of some of these artists, but my feeling is that too often we are not actually focusing on the music and how important was the musical contribution made by these women. Here is an opportunity to simply explore the power of the blues in this extraordinary interpretation of Victoria Spivey's own song, Got the Blues So Bad. I think she is an absolutely wonderful interpreter. Every minute in the day, every day in the week, every week in the month, every month in the year, I got the blues so bad. I let know my name Since my daddy went away I never been the same Now when my man packed up his trunk Soon's got sloppy drunk, but when my man went to go, you don't know I had a blues so bad. I soon look old and gray. Haven't had no brain. Since the day my daddy went away Oh, well, I tried to play love fair But I've been cheated everywhere Now i got me a different plan I'm out for anybody's man I got the blues so bad I'm grieving myself away Haven't I had a bite to eat Since the day before yesterday Now it's time for the immortal and should I say, amoral, Bessie Smith. Before the current spate of films about queer, jazz, and blues musicians of color, Bessie Smith was also the subject of a 2015 biopic starring Queen Latifah. Bessie Smith was herself a protege and also, quite possibly, a lover of Ma Rainey's. 
She was, quote-unquote, recruited as just a teenager and went on to leave an extraordinary recorded legacy. I could spend an entire episode on Bessie Smith alone, but I'm going to offer you just a single song, and that's the song Need a Little Sugar in My Bowl, which is so raunchy and yet filled with such sadness and longing at the same time. This juxtaposition is exactly what makes her such an interesting and fascinating and timeless singer. another singer who followed years later very much in the footsteps of Bessie Smith. That's Dinah Washington. She had the same rapacious sexual appetite that both Ma Rainey and Bessie Smith did. Also, like Bessie Smith, she indulged in a great deal of self-destructive behavior and died prematurely before her 40th birthday. I read a review of a 2004 biography of Dinah Washington in which it was claimed that any rumors of her bisexuality or lesbianism were dispelled by the facts contained in this book. The person writing the review said, how could she possibly have had the time to carry on with women when she was so involved with men? I... Don't even know what to say to this. Yet another example of queer history being simply sanitized out of existence. In 1957, she recorded a tribute album to Bessie Smith. And from that, we're going to hear her version of one of Bessie Smith's best numbers, Send Me to the Electric Chair. Jejana, hear my plea. Before you open up your court I don't want no sympathy Cause I just cut my good man's throat I caught him with a traveling jane I warned him once before I had my knife and I went insane 
This next singer I refer to affectionately as the biggest, the biggest BD, a.k.a. Bulldagger, a.k.a. Bulldike, of them all. Gladys Bentley was possessed not only of an extraordinary voice, but exceptional keyboard abilities and a striking presence. She was an enormous woman who would don a costume of white tie and tails for her onstage appearances. If you haven't heard of her, please look up the very small recorded legacy that she left behind. Hers was, I think, perhaps the most extraordinary voice among all of these extraordinary voiced women. In 1927 and 28, she made a small cache of recordings. I'm going to offer you one of those. This is Wild Geese Blues, in which she is accompanied by the legendary Eddie Lang. Through my window open, just to have these lungs of mine. And through my window open, just to have these lungs of mine. Brown hog soy shadow, six more weeks of winter time. <laughs> I cold in my cellar, only got two shovels more. I cold in my cellar, only got two shovels more. And get no more credit from butcher or the grocery store. I'll get makes it colder. Every time they scream out loud Foggies make it colder Every time they scream out loud Hey, the sun draws up the water But it leaks back through the clouds As Gladys Bentley's fortunes fell, 
after the demise of the blues, she sought to make herself over into a boogie-woogie artist. Around the same time, she also tried to sanitize her former image, and she appeared in numerous interviews and print articles, as well as on Groucho Marx's This Is Your Life, in an attempt to present a more sanitized, palatable version of herself for the general public. Sadly, this did not really take, and she died in January 1960 of pneumonia at the age of only 52. However, we do have two documents of boogie-woogie recordings that she made in 1946. On the one I'm going to offer you, Boogie and My Woogie, she not only reasserts her extraordinary musical and vocal capabilities, but she also continues to present herself as a woman who longs for other women. I don't know where this fits in with her attempt to refashion herself, but I like to think that this was an effort to remain true to her own nature. Yes, I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog, hey, dog, hey, dog. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog, hey, dog. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog. Said the little red rooster, the little white hen, ain't had no lovin' since I don't know when. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog, hey, dog. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you take my man, I'll take yours too. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog, hey, dog. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog. She had no children, she knew just what to do. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog, hey, dog. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog. I was in the army, now the war is through. Look out, pretty mama, I'm coming home to you. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog, hey, dog. I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Hey, dog, hey, dog. You can cut my wages, call me a pike. When it comes to my loving, that's where I strike. Who's booking my woogie now? Hey, I wonder who's booking my woogie now. Not Another example of an extraordinary woman of color active during this period, the late 1940s, is the trumpeter, vocalist, and band leader Tiny Davis, who during her heyday was hailed as the best female trumpet player in the business. During the war, she joined the band the International Sweethearts of Rhythm, a group which has become legendary for being an all-female, ethnically and racially diverse ensemble. Once the war was over and the male musicians were back home, the sweethearts could no longer keep their momentum going and they disbanded. Tiny Davis, however, who had become the leader of that group, had taken up with the drummer from that group, Ruby Lucas, and the two of them remained together for the rest of Tiny's life. After the International Sweethearts disbanded, Tiny Davis formed a group called the Hell Divers, 
and they made a few recordings for Decca Records in 1949. Here's one of those, How About That Jive. Tiny Davis plays the trumpet as well as leading the orchestra and lending the vocals. Cause I've got it by the ton No, don't worry about sugar Cause I've got it by the ton So buzz me, buzz me, baby Here's where you get your fun I'm sister five by five And I'm known all over town chicks you pick them big and fat you can bet your boots it is tight like that how about that jive how about that jive how about that jive daddy you can have it all move like gravy and it snaps like a duck if i put this on your daddy you think the lightning struck cause it rolls As musical styles continued to change in the 1940s through the 1950s, two exceptional guitarists were extraordinary pathbreakers in the creation of a new kind of music. The first of these is Sister Rosetta Tharp, who first made her mark in the late 1930s. Even her gospel songs have a definitely secular slant to them, just in terms of affect. And she also appears to have had affectional preferences for women, in spite of the restrictions of the church. Both Elvis and Bob Dylan were profoundly influenced by Rosetta Tharp. In 1941, she made a fascinating recording of Precious Lord, Take My Hand that is so completely different than versions by such gospel greats as Mahalia Jackson. I still love and revere Mahalia, but I think this version by Rosetta Tharp offers a completely different view of the piece. See what you think. Lord and lead me on. When my way grows weary, precious 
precious Lord linger near When my life is almost gone Take my hand, precious Lord, and ease me on. singer and guitarist who influenced Elvis to the point that he ripped her off. If you haven't heard her version of Hound Dog, you gotta look it up. It will make your hair stand on end. She always tended toward, again, more secular musical expressions. For instance, Hound Dog. From the last years of her life, here's a recording of Born Under a Bad Sign, which is such a doleful, depressing song, but when it's sung with such intensity, you just get pulled right along. This is Big Mama Thornton. Oh, I've 
I'm going to jump back a few years because we haven't yet examined what was going on in jazz during the 40s and 50s. A short time ago, we heard the voice of Diana Ross introducing Ethel Waters singing Supper Time. Diana Ross's first exposure on the big screen was the 1971 film biopic of Billie Holiday called Lady Sings the Blues. When one approaches that movie now, or at least when I do, I see that it is both sanitized and sensationalized in that it does not at all explore Billie Holiday's bisexuality, but instead chooses to play up her addiction. I think the more recent film about Billie Holiday is much more honest and gives a much more complete picture of what this artist was about, and how a single song like Strange Fruit, which she felt absolutely compelled to continue singing, also became in a significant way her undoing. Because Billie Holiday is so important, I'm going to offer two different examples of her singing. I bet you thought that the last song that we heard, Born Under a Bad Sign, was as depressing as it could get. Wrong! In 1941, Billie Holiday recorded the so-called Hungarian suicide song called Gloomy Sunday. Back when I did my Paul Robeson episode, I also included his version of the song. Here's Billie Holiday's not the commercial release that she made in 1941 with Teddy Wilson and his orchestra, but instead an alternate version recorded on the same day. I am leaving out the release to the song because the writer of the English words, Sam Lewis, chose to minimize the despair of this song by presenting the entire suicidal impulse as being prompted only by a dream that the beloved had died. I'm not having any of that, so I've simply edited that part of the song out. It's my podcast. It's my prerogative. I love this song without that attempt to sugarcoat the depression that formed a big part of Billie Holiday's life and, for so many of us, forms a big part of our lives. Sunday is gloomy My hours are slumbering shadows I live with are numberless little white flowers will never awaken you not where the black coach of sorrow has taken you angels have no thought of ever returning you Would they be angry if I thought of joining you? Gloomy Sunday Gloomy Sunday With shadows I spend Said I know 
let them not weep let them know that i'm glad to go death is no dream for in death i'm caressing you with the last breath of my soul i'll be blessing Now, from one of the last sessions that Billie Holiday did, here is her version of Court Vile's song, Speak Low, with words by Ogden Nash. I think this is one of the most sultry, insinuatingly sexy versions of anything that I have ever heard. And in spite of her diminishing vocal resources, Billie Holiday takes you on a beautiful journey in her performance of this song. When I did my first Voiceless Wonders episode a few months ago, I included Billie Holiday in that group. No matter how circumscribed her vocal abilities became, she remained an extraordinary interpreter through the very end. Speak low when you speak love our summer day withers away too soon too soon speak low when you speak loud our moment is swift like ships adrift we're swept apart too soon speak low Speak low Love is a spark Lost in the dark Too soon Too soon I feel Wherever I go That tomorrow is near Tomorrow is here And always too soon so old and love so brief love is pure gold and time a thief will lay darling will lay the curtain descends everything ends too soon Speak love to me and soon Speak love If I had to cite my favorite jazz singer, I might choose Carmen McRae. I don't have to make a choice. I'm glad that I don't have to make a choice, but if I had to, I would probably pick her. I was delighted to read that toward the end of her life, Carmen McRae began to be more public about her relationships with women, so I feel justified in including her today. 
Here is what I consider to be, alongside Eileen Farrell's version, the most extraordinary recording of My Funny Valentine by Rogers and Hart that I have ever heard. I hope you like it too, and I hope that you love Carmen McRae as much as I do. My funny valentine Sweet comic valentine You make me smile with my heart Your looks are laughable Unphotographable Yet you're my favorite work of art Is your figure less than Greek? Is your mouth a little weak? When you open it to speak Are you smart? But don't you did a change ahead for me? for me Stay little Valentine Won't you stay Each day You guys remember Bricktop, who we talked about a few minutes ago? I can't remember if I mentioned this at the time, but one of the cabaret artists that Bricktop featured in her nightclub was the young Mabel Mercer, a British-born woman of color who became the doyenne of the New York cabaret scene beginning in the 1950s. I also featured her on the Voiceless Wonders episode, and again, The emphasis is more on what a wonder she was than how voiceless she was, although I think the two are really inseparable. Here is Mabel Mercer in a 1956 studio recording singing one of my very favorite songs of all time, Lazy Afternoon by Jerome Morris, with words by John Latouche from the obscure 1950s musical The Golden Apple. Yes, there are great versions of this song by everyone from Marlene Dietrich to Barbara Streisand. 
both of whom are among my very favorite singers. But I think that Mabel Mercer, with her croaky, nearly non-existent voice, creates the definitive version of this song. It's a lazy afternoon And the beetle bugs are zooming And the tulip trees are blooming And there's not another human in But us It's a lazy afternoon And the farmer leaves his reaping In the meadow cows are sleeping And the speckled trout stop leaping upstream I am proud to include Josephine Baker among the great queer artists of color of the 20th century. I am simply going to have to do a full episode on her. From the first time that I encountered her artistry in the late 1980s, I have been a perpetual and undying fan of this extraordinary artist, singer, activist, and all-around entertainer. She too experienced a comeback of sorts toward the end of her life. This was dictated perhaps 
almost by necessity, as she was running a large estate called Les Milandes, on which she was raising a large group of children adopted from all over the world, and she often found herself in severe financial straits. When this happened, she would simply make another set of appearances to pay off her debts. Oh, and Bricktop? Yeah, she told her adopted son Jean-Claude near the end of her life that she and Bricktop had been romantically involved. So there you go. Bricktop, once again. Josephine Baker had an ability to connect with an audience, even if as in the example I'm going to play for you right now, it was simply an audience of one. Here she is appearing on the program, I don't know how you even pronounce this, Lurdexkveld mit Erik B. Saturday Night with Erik B. on Norwegian television in February 1971. This is a song that she often included in the cabaret shows that she performed later in life. This is called Sourire à la vie, and she introduces the number herself. I want to hear you sing something. You do? Mm -hmm. All right, now, what's, what am I singing? Oh, yes, I've got a song that talks about happiness and smiling. And I think that people in general, Eric, they can be happy very often if they can be able to make themselves smile under various situations mm -hmm. and complications. I'm going to sing a song called Sourire à la vie. Smile. Even if you don't want to. So, Eric. Sourire à la vie. Sourire à l'amour. Sourire. Toujours sourire. My greatest souci, my greatest reality, come on and smile. Sourire, ce soir, je suis là, rêve-vous, les années ont passé. Mais il me semble, oui c'est vous, que l'on ne sait jamais quitter. Sourire à la vie. got a lot of admiration. I'm not flattering at all. Come on. Smile better than that. You think I yeah, you, you know, you just say cheese. Cheese. And you, ladies and gentlemen, who are sitting there looking at us, and I don't know what you think about us, but at least we're sincere. And we are, don't have the opportunity to know that if you're as sincere as we are, but come on, smile and make believe that it's true. Sourire, toujours sourire, la 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 da 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 la 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 Friendship. 
I have a completely arbitrary group of singers that fall completely outside of the blues category, but who were nevertheless extraordinary queer musicians and singers of color. The first is the composer and singer Carolyn Franklin, sister to Aretha. She wrote many of Aretha's hit songs for her, including the wonderful song Angel, which I love very much. She had a brief moment where she almost became a star herself, recording several albums in the late 60s for RCA Records. This is the self-penned number, I Don't Want to Lose You. This is Carolyn Franklin. at the age of only 43. Approximately 11 years before her death, she had retired from an active career in music, although she continued to write songs for Aretha and sometimes even sang backup for her sister. A singer who came up a few years later than Aretha and Carolyn Franklin was Joan Armitrading. She was born in St. Kitts in 1950, and her family moved to the UK when she was still a child. She released her debut album in 1972 and just recently released an all-new album. She never achieved superstardom, but among those who are in the know, including my dear friend Peggy, who first introduced me to her, she is the tops. 
Speaking of my friend Peg, she's the one who introduced me to this song, Mama Mercy, from Arma Trading's 1977 release, Show Some Emotion. Another friend, my beloved Christina, wrote to me this past week that the singer that she sees as carrying on the legacy of Odetta, who was featured last week, is Joan Armatrading. So, I offer this for both Peggy and for Christina, two of my most beloveds. I was catching up with my baby when I saw him coming down the road. I thought, mercy, mama, don't let him get me. I got a happy life at home. But as sure as sure as you pass me, of course I had to look. And as I turned my head, I knew right then I was gonna have to do it again. And I was singing, mercy. Mercy, mama, don't you dare let him get me. There are a number of extremely important African-American artists who were not dykes, but nevertheless demand our attention and respect. Chief among these, of course, is Nina Simone. In a 2012 release in tribute to Nina Simone, the fascinating multi-hyphenate musician Michelle Endegeo Cello included this recording of Nina Simone's Real Real, in which she is joined by yet another queer woman of color, the great singer Toshi Regan. I say real, real, our love is real to me. with 
just this past February, Michelle Indigo Cello appeared on one of those tiny desk concerts that National Public Radio features. Hers was very, very low-key and featured a performance in which she was accompanied by her longtime collaborator, Chris Bruce, on guitar. This is the song Price of the Ticket. Please listen closely to the words. They very much address the moment in which U.S. society finds itself right now. I'm just walking, trying to get home. I ain't doing nothing, just leave me alone. Lord, give me wings to fly before they shoot me down and I die. Don't let them shoot me down and I die. celebrating Queer Pride with you guys. Thanks for joining me for this traversal of the past century as accompanied by the music of queer women of color. All of these singers are so vital, so full of life, so full of passion. For those who love their music, we are forever uplifted and enriched. By the way, if you love me, if you love my podcast, and you want to support me, please visit patreon.com slash countermelody, where you can make a pledge for anywhere from $2 on up a month, and you will gain access to the bonus material that I post. For our final selection today, I offer you the music of Laura Love, another singer appropriately enough that my friend Christina introduced me to. Laura Love, again, I would call her probably a multi-hyphenate musician who sings primarily folk music. She's also influenced by bluegrass, and her style has been called quote-unquote Afro-Celtic. Last week, we observed Juneteenth, and here is Laura Love and her band in a 2007 commercial release of a song called Saskatchewan with the subtitle Juneteenth. Lexi's getting away It doesn't matter what her people say She heard what the general said He said you don't have to stay She's tired of Galveston Now she won't have to run She heard on the night Catch 
Saskatchewan, 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 Saskatchewan. I'm a going well, don't grow no cotton. I'm a getting out of Galveston.